What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Holy crap, I'm super excited. I just said to John, we only get to launch this one time and do this intro once, unless all of a sudden Discord fails us. But I think we're going to be in good shape here. <laughs> I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, what would I do without this guy? My co-host for a brand new venture here, John Fick, Baba Yaga. John, are you ready to do this? I am, man. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be talking video games again, man. You and I have had this itch for a long time, so we needed to, to get it scratched. If you didn't know, this is the, the premiere of Busy Sticks, Geekiverse's all-new gaming show. John and I have been talking about this for a long time. John has had this name and concept for many years going back, uh, but two years ago, John and I sat down to, to hammer out some details. We're finally here. It's the end of 2021, and we thought this was the perfect time to launch it. If you're watching on YouTube.com slash The Geekiverse, you'll see behind me, I don't have a, a very fancy setup. I have the best laid plans. I have this this really cool Xbox and PlayStation logo. I've got a, a lightsaber, a Kylo Ren mask. It's not there. It's the bare bones wall. You know why? Because I couldn't find uh, a, a stud finder. But let me tell you, the show found a couple of studs, if uh, if I'm being honest right here. That's <laughs> the lie that I thought about earlier. <laughs> Once you mentioned that earlier, before we before we started recording, I knew you were going to make that joke. I knew it, and I love it. I'm so glad you did. And I... <laughs> I actually didn't make it just in small talk conversation because I knew you were going to make it. And I wanted you to have that moment. It's right there. And uh, I, I appreciate John not stealing my thunder here. So uh, busy sticks. There's going to be a little bit different from past gaming shows you may have seen on the Kikiverse. Uh, we've got some grand plans for it. John and I are going to do our best to keep going with that. We hope you enjoy the ride. Uh, as we mentioned, you can watch the show on youtube.com slash thegeekiverse. You can listen wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, check it out right on our website, thegeekiverse.com. We also want to mention, if you are a fan of the show, we'd appreciate any sort of sharing, liking, and commenting across social media. And if you are feeling it and you're able to spare it, go to patreon.com slash thegeekiverse, any monetary amount would be a beautiful thing. We greatly appreciate you. So, Busy Sticks, uh, it's going to be a little bit different here. Uh, we're going to incorporate one of our, our other favorite pastimes, I think, John. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Is, is we we kind of do on, on most Geek of Our shows anyway, but we're going to be call a little more attention to it. We're going we're gonna to do a toast here, a, a virtual toast, for the first episode of Busy Sticks. But, uh, John, what, what, what do we got on the table here? What, what are we about to pour in, or what are you about to pour in your glass? Uh, so yeah, so we haven't said it yet, but yeah, so I think the goal is to uh, always be, you know, always have a beer in hand for this show. And my personal goal is to make sure that I never have the same beer every show. You're doing the same thing. So I'm, I'm going to try to find something new, not necessarily new to me, because that would be very difficult because I've tried a lot of the beers here in Western New York. And I don't want to I don't want to go too crazy with uh, guessing if I like something. But uh, I, I, you'll, you won't see me with the same beer every week. Um, what I've got here is a uh, one of your favorites, a Mecca Boodle. From Thin Man. There's no better way to start it, dude. So, nope. uh, yeah, if you've seen un John's untapped profile, yeah, he doesn't have many beers left to discover. <laughs> <laughs> in, in Western New York, at least. Yeah. Uh, Mecca Boodle, maybe, man, it's in the running for my all-time favorite beer. This is I, the, I'm a big sour guy. This is the Blackberry Peach. So I'm excited about that. I, haven't, I, I have had it. I've had a sip of uh, my wife's. I bought this four-pack for her, and she doesn't drink much. So it's just been sitting around. So I'm going to take I'm taking this one. <laughs> That's totally fair. Lauren has a, a froth that I'm I'm waiting to dive into when she's not looking. Right. Um, for for me, I've uh, got a, a brand new big ditch, uh, so it's tough to see there. But it's um it's cranberry vision, so it's a, a holiday spin, so to speak, on their their flagship sour. It's sour ale brewed with cranberries and orange zest. It's got a five point four percent. I did try this the other night. I could not wait. 
So uh, I got to say, I, I think it actually improves upon the original formula. It's a little awesome. more tart. If, if you don't like tart things, you won't like this one as much. But uh, I think it's good. Yeah. Awesome. So we're going to pour these. Absolutely. I just realized that everything I've, I'm doing right now is all Nintendo related. So I've got a Super Mario Sunshine hoodie on. I've got Nintendo New York hat. And my glass is a little Mario guy. Oh, there we go. You had to have the matching glassware. That's very nice. I did. I went for uh, my big ditch stem there. I do have a thing, I've got man. the PlayStation theme going on over you here. You do, I've absolutely. I've got my, you know, my PlayStation bomber jacket as well as my... Uh, what kind of shirt, John? Boy. Oh, the inaugural yes. boy. I actually do have uh, yes. Xbox sweatpants on right now, so that, I, that's something. All right, my friend. Cheers. John, a toast to you and to, to many, many more good times on this show. It's so good to be back talking about games, man. That's a great beer. We're That's motivated. Really I'm glad to hear it. Uh, Thin Man, you really can't go wrong there. Right. So we, uh, we've got a little bit of an itinerary planned out that we're going to get to. But frankly, I don't want to talk about anything before we talk about the bombshell news. That What, what a gift in general, but uh, a, a really big gift for you and I to, to have this happen on the first day of Busy Sticks. Right. We got... Uh, some some pretty true rumors. In fact, that Halo Infinite's multiplayer dropped today. So we're recording November 15th. Microsoft had their uh, their 20th anniversary for Xbox in the original Halo a celebration live stream today. And that was the big news. People around the world playing Halo Infinite right now. John, uh, react to the news. Tell me, like, oh my goodness. I can't believe this actually happened. Yeah, I got I got caught up in the rumors last night. I started reading people's tweets and like the, you know, all of their all of their sources and all everything. There's too many, there's too much smoke. You know, you say that all the time when there's smoke, there's fire. There was too much smoke for this not to be true. I still wasn't letting myself like fully believe it because I didn't want to watch the stream today and, and just, you know, be absolutely heartbroken. So I'm like, okay, if it happens, it happens. But man, they did it. Just, what a what a it's one of those things you talk about all the time. How cool would it be if they had just say, and it's a available now and guess what halo infinite multiplayer is available now it was great and uh man i i was watching the stream i hopped on right after downloaded the game it's only like 20 40 minutes where you know it was a little broken to download they they got you know they got it up and running real quick but played a few matches what a what an awesome awesome power move and it, what a, what a treat for the fans and it's so fitting and so awesome that it's on the 20th anniversary of Halo Combat Evolved. Just special times. You and I grew up playing Halo. And to get this here in the next gen, uh, which has been pretty successful in, in the first year for the Xbox Series X and S, I'm so happy they waited. Phil Spencer even uh, kind of reiterated that. said He didn't like how all of that went down last year. Here we are. We got Halo Infinite. We only have a, uh, really about three weeks to go uh, before we get the single-player campaign. So there's more than enough time to dive in and really have a lot of fun with multiplayer. I can't wait to get into it myself. I, yeah. I just, I, I've got some traveling this week. I'm, I'm heading down to, to Pittsburgh to see our, our beloved Buffalo Sabres play. So I'm going to miss a few days here in Western New York. I'm not going to be back till Thursday. I think I mean, that's when I'm, I'm going to get my hands on it. You can try, you can try xCloud. You know, I thought about phone it up just, just to see how it works, just for something to talk about next week, just to give a little X cloud review. I haven't, I haven't touched it in a while. That'd be I like, I like the concept. I, I, I want my first experience to be on my, my series that's, X. That's fair. That's fair. Very fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't go wrong, but I, 
I really want to wait. So right, yeah. But what a what a, what a cool thing. I mean, when you think about it, like, what really did they have to lo- to lose? They they've been doing these 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 trial runs, these test runs that people have gotten in, invited to. So the game's been you know the game's been pretty ready in some state. It's three weeks from launch, so you imagine that like the code base that they're shipping is 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 good. It's ready to go and it's free to play. So it's not like you have to worry about you know hurting your sales by launching it without you know marketing or launching it you know ahead of schedule just drop it it's free why not and they did it it's just so it's just so cool it's so funny i was reading an article last night and I, man, i'm so sorry I, f- I forget which one or which outlet it was from but uh they were saying basically here's here's some uh pros and cons to why we think this might happen and why it, it might not happen uh for one they were like it's ready like the multiplayer is ready like the, the, all the all the tests they've done uh the the reception out there this is ready to go okay that's a pro for it uh Con, they said, you know, one of Microsoft's partners, uh, especially uh, in this this generation early on, is EA and Battlefield's. Uh, they they're like, you're going to launch two shooters so close to one another, and then there were two arguments to counter that. They said, well, one is how much uh, how much competition do those really represent towards each other, and second of all, Battlefield was delayed, so right. that was not necessarily the, the plan originally. I know you got something to say here. Yeah, I just think that I think that it does matter, and I, I just think that it's not Xbox's and Microsoft's place, especially three four three's place, to care about that. They, they've got a game that's ready, and, and you know they, they want they want to do something fun by you know giving us a little shadow launch. Like, just think back to how uh, how well that worked for Apex Legends. That's another game where it just came out randomly on a Monday. There was rumors all weekend that uh, that there was going to be some like kind of Titanfall spinoff game that might be coming out. Like it could be coming out as soon as Monday. Nobody knew it was going to happen. And all of a sudden that Monday, you know, that, that happened and Titanfall, or not Titanfall, uh, Apex Legends is just a thing. And the, the fact that it was shadow dropped was such a big, a big news story and, and drew so many players in and that game is still successful. Obviously Halo is a different story. It has its, it has its name and it has its legacy, but Man, they, they can't they can't let a, a partnership like that get in the way of doing this. And you, and you you mentioned like you know you wonder how how conflicting those audiences are. I think more than you would imagine. I, I think there's so many people that are just kind of looking for the next the next multiplayer game to have on their slate. And I don't really know if too many people are playing more than one at a time. They kind of get invested in one, and that's kind of what they stick with for a little while. I wonder how many how many purchases this just cost Battlefield. How many people may have were, were going to try Battlefield Friday, but they just got a free game that's going to you know suck up a lot of their time, and they're going to be playing it for quite a bit. I don't know. I think it might be more than you imagine. I uh, you know that's a fair point for sure. I think uh, if you're dice, you're like, oh yeah, sucks. Absolutely. <laughs> we should have probably got. We should have beat the, them to the punch right now. Yeah. But you know. The last counterpoint I wanted to mention here uh, in this this theoretical article, they're they're talking about oh well, Microsoft also doesn't want to necessarily crunch this too close to to Forza. And to me, like that's, again, the competition point, like that's a, a stretch. I think I, that that one I think is a stretch. I think when you have Battlefield and you have uh, Halo, those are both online competitive shooters, and I think for the most part, most people, the average, you know, the average layman gamer has one of those in rotation at a time. They're not really hopping back and forth between stuff. So I think, I think, yeah, I think the, the, the Forza comparison is, is a bit of a stretch. That's just more, that's more good stuff for Microsoft. That's just more stuff that's on Game Pass right now, for, ready for you to play. Ladies and gentlemen, tell us in the comments below, right at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. How are you playing Halo Infinite? Are you playing on your, your Series X? Were you able to get one? Your Series S, which seems a little bit more accessible these days, finding them on shelves, or your, your Xbox One or One X. Uh, many ways to play this. Or X Cloud. Or, or PC. 
You don't have PC is a big one. You don't have to own an Xbox right now. You can literally just sign up for Game Pass on your iPhone or on your Android device and just play Halo Infinite on your phone. Obviously, we know there's a little bit of latency and stuff going on there, but it's it's still pretty cool. It's a good way to try that out. And folks, it's a dollar for uh, for the first month if you're brand new there. So uh, dive in. Oh, speaking of Game Pass, real quick, uh, Black Friday, you can get a three month uh, Game Pass. I want to say from Walmart for in Target for twenty five dollars. That's a, a pretty good discount. Yeah, I'm gonna so, have to stack you know, up. I'm, pay, I'm paying monthly right now. Whatever the last discount I did expired a few months ago, so I'm paying the fifteen. So I'm gonna need to gonna need to look out for that. So my monthly uh, expires on saturday Ooh. november 27th the okay. day after black friday perfect timing couldn't couldn't believe it couldn't be better we're gonna bring back another segment uh so this was on our, our past show geeks got game uh we thought it, it was too good to kind of leave behind at least for now so we'll, we'll try it out and see how it goes here on busy sticks uh but what's in your system what are we playing these days so many games out there so many options we're in the middle of the crazy triple a following release schedule john what have you been playing yeah oh man you said it we are right in the thick of things i love this time of year it's just so fun to just you know look at my calendar and every every week every friday have another game dropping super super cool um right now obviously the the latest thing is halo infinite uh i've only had a few uh, a few rounds to, to play around with that but that's going to consume my week and my weekend whatever whenever i have a minute i'm going to be playing that um but aside from that uh forza horizon 5 man that game is so so cool xbox i haven't touched my xbox a lot this year I'm, I'm more of a playstation guy when it comes to my third parties and they've had some good exclusives this year but man this fall is all gonna it's gonna be all about xbox between forza and halo for me um also happened to get this uh awesome forza horizon 5 controller Joe can't see it. i have two cameras going on but thing is awesome it is so yeah, so cool uh, so this was actually gifted to me because I, so a friend knew that I was in need because I uh, may, may or may not have spilled a beer on my my uh, my Series X controller. Um, it survived, but it was just it was just quite uh, quite crunchy and sticky. So it, it did work though. I, I'm gonna go with you. You did spill a beer on that, uh, but oh, well, dude, well, like I said, may or may not. That matches your hoodie a little bit. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, yeah. The the paint splash kind of colorway looks pretty good. Um, so yeah. So Forza is so good. Oh my for, god! I like. I can't even speak I, enough to the, the quality. I love of those games. I I don't care about racing at all. I'm not a car guy. I'm actually like the furthest thing from a car guy. I I, I think that's a that's a hobby that couldn't you know I, I couldn't be less interested in cars. Um, but that the Horizon games are just so much fun. Uh, the the open world, the environments. Um, for, for Horizon Three was the one that really sucked me, and I played. I think I played the, the entire campaign. I probably put like dozens of hours in that game. I really loved it. Four was fun. Um, the scenery and the environment didn't grab me like three did, but I think five is is back to that. It's in Mexico now, and it is just absolutely gorgeous. the The vibe is is there for sure. Dude, four just brought me in hardcore, oh, yeah. and I played that so much. It was in for me that was in the middle of. The new NHL coming out that year, uh, the uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which I, you know I was a big fan of that franchise at the time. Um, Spider Man had just uh, come out a month before that, so this is all in the same year. So th- there was a lot going on. What am I playing? Playing Forza. It was saying right. a lot, and it was it was a big one in the early days of Game Pass there. Right. So, and you t- talk was- about Game Pass and the glow up of first of all that service and this franchise. So the Forza Horizon Five is the Xbox Studios' biggest launch ever. Xbox Studios' biggest launch ever. Think about that. A racing game is their biggest launch ever. They've got Halo, they've got Gears of War, they've got all this kind of all these blockbusters, and Forza Horizon 5 is the biggest launch ever. Now, obviously, that is that is 
completely due to Game Pass and the fact that almost every Xbox uh, player out there probably has Game Pass, so they probably have access to this game, so why not try it out? Um, I think the number was uh, 4.5 million users across PC, cloud, and console um, opening weekend. That's killer, man. That that is super cool for that for that that studio and for Xbox, and it just kind of shows that promise of Game Pass that man they're they're putting out quality titles. And on the flip side, from the business model, they're making money on it. People are playing. It's uh, it's really nice when it works out like that. And it, it's Game Pass, right? Like we, you can't go 10 minutes without talking about how good of a value it is. Um, and they really hit their stride this year with the Series X and S. With from like July on, there were, there was just hit after hit. Uh, just so much value there. It's such a beautiful thing. So happy to see, especially the Forza team doing well. I mean, goodness, they they crank out a title every the year, if not every year. Yeah. Um, so you know, lots of good stuff going on there. Um, yep. So Forza have been great. Halo Infinite's gonna be my newest one, but I have been playing some Call of Duty Vanguard as well. I did pick that up. Uh, it came out last week, and I kind of had nothing going on in my system, so I'm like, you know what? Let's buy Call of Duty. I, I'm kind of itching for a new multiplayer experience, and I didn't expect I would be playing Halo until December. So I'm like, okay, Call of Duty Vanguard sounds fun, and it has been good. Uh, I, I always kind of dig the the World War II games. It's just kind of a change of pace. It's more Call of Duty. Somebody asked me if I'd recommend it. I'm like, that's a tough question to answer. It, do you like Call of Duty? It's you know, it's more of the same. Um, the maps are fun. The the guns have been fun to play around with. You know, the, actually, I, I tinkered with the zombie mode too. That was actually really cool. It's, a, it's a, a different take on zombies. There's like challenges that you have to do to progress levels now, which is pretty cool. So I, I had some fun with that as well. Uh, I'm intrigued by that. I, I I haven't picked it up yet. I'm I'm I think I'm gonna I'm gonna wait on it. Just with I'm, I'm kind of catching up on my backlog from early fall right now. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy really set me back a little bit which uh, we're going to talk to later on in this episode. Uh, we're we're going to give you our full Guardians of the Galaxy uh, review. So John and I, I both finished that game, and, and we'll, we'll get into the, the nitty-gritty on that. Sure but, will. Uh, any, other, any other games uh, that you want to mention? I think before that's I it for on? me. No, that's it for me. So uh, for me, I, um, I, I've been talking with John about this. Like, I, I really fell into a bad trap where I just got tempted and, and started like too many games at the same time. I just feel like I'm I'm a mess right now. So Guardians came out and I was like, everything else is waiting. I'm going to finish Guardians, go through that, really enjoy my time with that. Um, and then I uh, I have Deathloop that I have not finished. <laughs> I know, I know. And uh, Kena, Bridge of Spirits, which I've been enjoying my time in. Now, Kena is a game I can play around my, my three-year-old daughter. You know, it, it's... It's like Pixar. It's fine. There's nothing too dark or grim in that 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 she can't see or you know, swearing anything like that. And um, that's that's kind of the game that I'm playing right now to to finish up before I move back into Deathloop. I was trying to clear my my plate here before Halo came out. Uh, obviously, that did not happen. So we'll see what happens. But Kana, I'm really enjoying. I think um, you know they're, they're that game really did well from a, a sales standpoint, which I'm happy to see. You know their their first game as, as a studio. Obviously, uh, the PlayStation brand is is just banger after banger right now. So happy to see Kana be a part of that too. And I think uh, I think they could do well with a sequel down the line. It's just an absolutely beautiful game. The game plays okay. It's fine. It, it doesn't have to be anything exquisite. But the the actual the graphics the the cinematics are, are really where everything captures your attention. It, it's just gorgeous. And the soundtrack, beautiful setting. Um, the character reminds me a lot of Ray from Star Wars, so I love that selfishly. Um, ironically enough, we don't, like, of all the characters in the game, she's the one we kind of find the least out about, which I guess is kind of like a Ray thing at first, right? Yeah. Um, until we get to episode nine. 
but that's a topic for another time. So Kana, and then I'm going to get back into Deathloop, and then uh, I'm going to jump into Halo as soon as I've got an opportunity to do so. Awesome. Yeah, Kana is one that I it just passed me. Uh, something else, I I'm so bad with dates, but something definitely came out right around it, so I didn't I didn't touch it. Um, it was one that I was excited for. Um, it was it must have been Deathloop? That makes sense, right? I think Deathloop it was, was a like, week. Yeah. yeah, I think it was the week after. So Deathloop had got my attention. Um, and Kano was more like, okay, I'm going to go back to that. And I just haven't yet. So hope, maybe it'll be on sale during Black Friday digitally or something like that. So I can pick it up. But I, I hope to squeeze it in b- b- before the end of the year so I can talk about that in our uh, our game of the year conversation. Yeah, it seems like it's a, it's a pretty short game. Um, just based on what, what I was reading for non-spoilery stuff online. Yeah, I was going to say, I wonder. Right, yeah. So... Uh, good stuff. Uh, we want to know, what are you playing, uh, whether it's on your PlayStation, your Xbox, your Nintendo, your PC, your phone? Uh, hit us in the comments below. We're going to get into uh, some news items here. Just react to, to some of the news here for the week of November 15th. Big one for me. I've, obviously, we, we covered Halo. We, we had to get that one out of the way first. But uh, there's a rumored... There's a lot of uh, Star Wars games rumored to be in the works right now. So this is a beautiful thing. For me, I'm really, really intrigued by this one. Uh, Jeff Grubb has, is is kind of teased that Quantic Dream is reportedly set uh, to work on or is working on a Star Wars game that is set in the franchise's new High Republic era. Uh, it doesn't sound like, based on the few details we've learned, that it's going to um, be strictly uh, a, a, I guess a, a quick time event, so to speak, game like you see with a heavy rain or a Detroit become human. Um, However, I've always enjoyed their storytelling pedigree, and I've been a big fan of their games all the way back to Indigo Prophecy, which I was able to, to finally play in the last year. So for me, you put Star Wars with that studio as with all, you know, all the other games that we, we know and hear to be rumored in development. What a bright future. Uh, the, the other thing that Jeff notes is that we're going to find out about this game soon, and I got to think that that means the Game Awards. Game Awards, because I hope we're so. only a few weeks away. Right. That, well, speak, that's speaking of the Game Awards, you got nom- nominations are coming out tomorrow, so that's going to be fun to talk about too. Yes, yes, it will. Uh, it's been a good year. What is there ever a bad year, right? Like for gaming. Yeah. Uh, so for me, super excited. I've I've been a huge Heavy Rain fan. Uh, Beyond Two Souls, even which you know kind of was hit or miss uh, among fans, and then of course Detroit Become Human. But John, uh, does this move the needle for you? Get excited? Hit me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you want to know the funny? The funny thing is that what's most exciting to me about that story is none of the things that probably excite you is the fact that it's the High Republic. The High. I was like, just gonna say it. Yeah. yeah the, the, so I I am. You might, if you have a decent eye, you can see my that bookshelf is full of Star Wars books right there. But the High Republic has been so much fun for me. The first two novels, like we're we're getting to the point where that might be my favorite era of Star Wars already. Like I, I'm I'm like two full novels, the uh, two comic uh, series lines, and a few spinoff novels in, and I just absolutely love the High Republic. So to see that in a game, just to see any more of that, I'm I'm so excited. So if that's what this really is, man, I'm all in. I don't necessarily, I'm not. I don't love Quantic Dreams games usually. I mean, I like them. I don't love them. I I I, I played a little bit of Detroit, Detroit Become Human. It just it, it's a little much for me. Just because if if they were shorter experiences, I think I'd like them more. Um, or if there was just I don't know the the stories usually don't don't intrigue me uh, as much as I think they should. Um, 
certain games that are like quick time event based I, I i can get down with like uh really like the new life is strange game like until dawn that kind of stuff like i can get behind a you know just a quick time event um you know walking simulator type game but for whatever reason the the quantic dream games just never seem to stick with me i thought heavy rain was fine and anything everything else i've just dabbled with didn't didn't really suck me in so i hope this is different because this is a property that i really care about and this is a a era in that property that i'm super super jazzed about so i, I hope it works and I, I hope we do see it soon I've heard the terms open world as well as action adventure in there. So I wonder what that really means for Quantic Dream. Also of note, Quantic Dream uh, is not PlayStation exclusive anymore, or they're not uh, just building games for PlayStation as they have for a long time now. So uh, I would hope to see that, you know, on, on Xbox as well. Um, I would assume it would mean that. So time will tell on that. Hopefully we get that in the coming, uh, like we said, at the Game Awards. Also uh, in the news, we finally uh, got our first glimpse of Spider-Man in Crystal Dynamics Avengers game. And um, it's okay. You know, the trailer is out there. The I just, I what's funny is a week ago, I, I deleted Avengers off of my PS5. I had left it on there for the longest time saying, I'm, I'm going to get to it. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play. I'm going to go through Hawkeye. I'm going to get, you know, the, the Black Panther stuff looks pretty sweet. I'm into that. I, I I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to this game. Like John, uh, talk about your your reaction. You're a huge Spider-Man fan. We both love the Insomniac game, so it's it's so unfair to even talk about that right now. But like, it is. What do you think about what this iteration looks like? Yeah, so I'm right there with you with Avengers. First of all, it's one of those games where I played and I actually really enjoyed the story. I thought you know it was a, a, a ten, you know a little ten hour fun cinematic you know triple a experience i liked it a lot but then you got to that end game and i'm like man i never thought that i would be upset by the term avengers end game because this is just not what i want um <laughs> it, it just yeah. wasn't yeah it just yeah the, the 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 raids and you know the the facing this you know doing the same missions and stuff like that that destiny style mmo shooter type stuff it just wasn't for me um so and i knew that all of the new characters that would come out would be that kind of you know, that kind of experience um, closer to that than it, the, the original uh, cinematic stuff. This is more of the, you know, the, the missions and the grinding and stuff like that. So I just, I just knew that no matter what they did, I was never going to come back and play any of these characters. And yeah, I mean, you, you see the Spider-Man trailer and all I can think about is, yeah, that, that, that sure looks like a Spider-Man, but man, Insomniac does it much better. He looks so heavy and like, it just like looks clunky comparatively. Like, I'm I'm excited. To, I'm interested to see how it plays, and I and I almost like might pick it up just out of like a morbid curiosity, just to see what it feels like to play that Spider Man because it you know you, you know it's not going to compare. It's just like I said, it's it's so unfair almost to to do this now. It's like I don't know if Sony were to come along and be like MCU, you keep doing your thing with Tom Holland. That's that's fine and dandy. Uh, we're gonna go back and do our own thing with Andrew Garfield again. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. No, it just it doesn't get me excited. Like, just stop it. Let the pros handle it. Uh, yeah, and that's not to say, by the way, that the Crystal Dynamics team that has done this did a, a poor job. Because, like you, I actually think the base game was really fun. I like yeah, the story. It. I liked playing as Miss Marvel. Like, what a fun character! It was cool going back and forth. It's not a bad superhero story. My problem as as is yours is the end game content again end game i can't even believe we're talking negatively here <laughs> it's just it should it should work in execution it really should but it's just not for me and the grinding is awful 
Right. It's and, and absolutely the, awful. You say it should work in execution. Man, I, I just wish it, they just didn't take that approach to begin with. I just wish they would have just poured those resources into making the the single player game maybe a little bit longer, more polished, or X, Y, or Z, instead of, you know, instead of even, or we'll just start working on your next game already, you know, instead of, you know, dedicating all this time to this end game of a, of a game that's not really built for it's a superhero game it's not you know the progression and stuff like that isn't really isn't really set up to be there for this kind of franchise at least in my opinion i mean i know there's people out there who play the game but from what i can tell that 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 fan base is kind of dwindling we just saw it work with guardians just focus exactly on single player and it, it could it was this is such a a 2011 time frame game to me where you have to include multiplayer because everybody has it. No, yeah. you don't. You absolutely right. do not have to do that. Be good at what you do and, and just go from there. Um, and to your point, I, I think if the the DLC that you know, whether it was uh, Wakanda or um, the the Kate Bishop stuff, any of it, if it was uh, story focused and it was truly single player, I would I would have paid for it. Right, I would have paid to play that. Yeah. Like the free to play does not excite me at all. And this game really got dragged down by average reviews stemming from that post-game content. And that just sucks because we're probably not going to get, at least from Crystal Dynamics, another Avengers game because this did not do well from uh, a monetary standpoint. So it is what it is, but maybe they learned their lesson from what we're going to talk about in just a few minutes here. Uh, John, do you want to talk a little bit about the Xbox exclusives uh, that we had leaked? Yeah, so we've got we've got two Xbox uh, game studios with their their games seemingly have leaked or there's some there's some information out there about them. Um, so the developer Compulsion, who uh, joined Xbox, I think just last year, uh, they were in the middle of launching We Happy Few. That's the kind of the game that they're known for. Um, so they're working on their first debut Xbox game studio title, and it's right now its working title or even just nickname is Midnight. Um, and over at Windows Central, they have a good write up about it. Uh, Midnight is described as a coming of age tale drawing upon inspirations from America's deep. Deep South, the game features magic and large fantastical beasts with a strong Southern Gothic vibe. I don't know how any of those things have anything to do with each other, but I'm super interested to see how that works. Southern America and magical beasts and Gothic vibes, those three things don't, those don't mesh, but I can't wait to see them do it. Um, it's, it's clear. There's, there's two clear things here. They're either messing with us or this game is about Proxima Midnight. <laughs> right. <laughs> no... <laughs> very very weird stuff um so yeah it's yeah. supposed to be like rpg elements uh action rpg so super excited i never played we happy few uh the concept seemed really cool to me but much kind of like we just talked about with uh with avengers the, the gameplay didn't seem like it was my kind of thing it was like a it was a, it was a roguelike and it was a super super long game i i saw those trailers I'm like oh man that looks like bioshock that looks really cool i wish that i wish it was just like a you know a, a contained single player game where i can just go through the story and understand the, the story they're trying to tell um so i never touched it but i'm excited to see what this one's all about dude you nailed it there uh that we happy few needed to be contained so i got to play that game at e3 before it came out i was all about it i just got a slice right a vertical slice i'm like oh my gosh this is gonna be great uh bioshock vibes all around gameplay is okay and then um i played the game i felt like forever and didn't seem like i was close to finishing it right. so i just i it's one of the few games i've started that i haven't finished and um i'm Excited to see what they can do under the Xbox Game Studios umbrella because uh, I'm rooting for that game, whatever it looks like, even though we, you know, if you had just said um, Compulsion Games is coming out with a game, 
I would have felt like I knew more about that description than what you just read to me. <laughs> Seriously. Which right. is bizarre. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I'm excited though. I mean, obviously Compulsion is talented. I mean, We Happy Few was super, super cool conceptually. It did well. People love the game. Um, so I'm excited to, to see a game that maybe speaks a little bit more to me genre-wise. And the next one is coming from Obsidian. Um, so the Obsidian's working title for this game is uh, Pentiment. And Jeff Grubb revealed this one over on his podcast, The Grub Snack Show. Um, but this is supposed to be like an indie style game that's uh, led by a very small team. Um, people are saying that it's going to draw some cues from Disco Elysium. So maybe some kind of like small, you know, narrative focused game. Um, not too much information about it, but uh, something I've just been saying forever, man. Xbox has all the promise in the world. We just got to start seeing these games. And we just talked about Forza. We just talked about Halo. Yes, we're seeing games, but we've been seeing Forza and Halo for the better part of two decades, right? So uh, I'm excited to see some new IP from from the Xbox Game Studios. And, uh, you know, it's happening. Yeah, it's exciting to see. And I feel like they've uh, they had a pretty good year this year with some of their internal uh, games and then some that were not necessarily exclusives but uh, some big third-party games that they got on the Game Pass. Uh, and I think the future looks really good, especially if you are an Xbox fan or you can get your, your hands on one of those uh, shiny new systems. And uh, Obsidian, I mean, that, that's a big name, right? It, it, that's a studio that's got a, a nice pedigree. And uh, I'm confident whatever they're going to do there, especially with what you're describing, plus the resources of a Microsoft, um, I would bet on that game. So I, I think it's going to... I think it's eventually going to do well without knowing anything past the, the rumors here. Right. It's interesting to see a team. I think Obsidian is a pretty big team. Obviously, they've got a couple of projects in flight right now. Uh, I forgot what the, their big game is. It's like a some kind of war type game. But that's, you know, that, that that's like their big focus. So this seems to be just kind of like a small spinoff team. Glad to see if they can push this kind of stuff out. Yeah, for sure. Um, another new segment we, we want to, to bring into Busy Sticks here. Uh, again, if you're just joining, thank you so much. Uh, Busy Sticks. Uh, you can watch this episode at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse. Listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts or check it out at thegeekiverse.com. As always, you can support us by going to patreon.com slash thegeekiverse and donating. If you can't afford to, that's not a problem. I understand uh, tight times these days for sure. Uh, even word of mouth goes a, a long way for us. So we appreciate you. Show and tell. Show this and is tell. a segment that uh, you, you know, this was your brainchild. You brought up you back again when we first talked about it and uh well why don't you intro it a little bit i'm, I'm gonna give it to you and i'll get my my item ready right i mean there's not much to talk about it is what it sounds like uh, so every week we're gonna rotate one of us is gonna bring an item and that item is meant to spark conversation it could be literally anything i don't want to give any examples because if i think of something it's probably one that i'm actually going to use um but why you know why don't you kick it off by just showing us what you brought today and again we're not going to know i don't know what he has i don't know what his item is up for the day he won't know what mine is next week where you know it's, it's going to be we'll be in the in the dark about this so yeah show, so show and tell baby this is great for a number of reasons. It ties into so many things we talk about it ties into something we are going to talk about in just a few minutes time uh uh, so Lauren, my wife and I, we we were in New Jersey a few weeks back for the, the Sabres Devils game. Um, went to the mall, killed some time, Disney store, and they had uh, this wonderful, wonderful ornament that I just had to to get my hands on. Uh, but here it is, if you're watching the the video version of this, the oh, Infinity Gauntlet. That is so it's cool. Pos- possibly my favorite ornament ever. Uh, you can't really tell. I'm going to turn the light on, but oh, you can see uh, There's a switch at the bottom. Okay. Yeah, all all the in, uh, Infinity Stones there, they glow. That is so, so detailed. That's awesome. Right? I mean, look at that thing. Super excited about it. 
uh, pretty big. Like, you know, that, that sits, uh, on the palm of my hand there, but yeah, uh, it was just so perfect. Like this was my item when we talked about the show a few weeks back or, or debuting it and to boot, we're going to talk about guardians of the galaxy. So it's just, it's so great. And then later on, we're recording, uh, after this, a new episode of MCU reviewed, man, just what a, what a great man, way to kick off the evening with the gauntlet. Love it. The gauntlet. I'd love it. Um, I have to keep it away from my daughter. If for no other reason, she loves, she loves light. Right. Don't want her to accidentally drop it. That's got to so, be top of the tree. That's got to be up there. It's it's going to the top of the tree. I've, I've got I've got Ray up there. I've got Spider Man up there, and something else I'm forgetting. But Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. We yeah. got some uh, we got some talking to do here. Uh, John and I played the game. We finished the game. Uh, a contained single player adventure, and it's even it's even better than that. They only focus on you being Star Lord. That's it. You are you Peter play the Quill. Game of Star Lord. You are Peter Quill. You are the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy. You got this, right? Probably. So, John, I I don't have any itinerary. Let's just talk about the game. Yeah. Uh, hit me with your your thoughts on the one on one. So, I think the best way I can sum up my impressions is to say that every worry that I had in the trailers in the initial coverage of this game was not justified. Everything that I was slightly worried about just wasn't the case. I I was first worried that first that it was going to be another Avengers type situation, um, whether it just be uh, uh, they they try to shoehorn multiplayer or that that post game stuff, or it's just a game that doesn't have a focus because they're trying to do too much. That wasn't the case. It was a very streamlined, straightforward multi. I'm sorry, single player game with the narrative focus. Like that's what this game was. Um, I was worried that much like I, I felt a few times in the Avengers game that this Guardians of the Galaxy crew would going to feel like a, a dollar store version of the Guardians because the only I, I only know the Guardians from the MCU films. I, you know, I've never watched a cartoon with them or you know, I don't have multiple variations. But I've got multiple Spider-Mans. I, I know a few Iron Mans, a few Captain America, stuff like that. I know one Guardians team. So to bring in this other crew that, you know, it's not it's not animated. It's a, it's a video game where they're going for a life like, you know, graphics. So pretty close, right? I was very worried that they were going to feel bargain bin dollar store and I wasn't going to be able to get attached to them. Couldn't be dollar further. Store. That's, you know, that's the best way. To, that's the best way to put, you know, the way I felt about some of those Avengers characters, Black Widow specifically. But um, yeah. <laughs> these are not them. <laughs> yeah, right. Spaceballs. Yeah. Uh, and that that wasn't the case. The the cast, the characters, the, the these guardians, like man, right on par with how I like the, the how much I like the MCU guardians. So it, it just worked. Everything. And then my, the other worry was the the gameplay. So the gameplay we saw we saw these snippets, and it seemed like okay, it's just like it's you're this group, and you're kind of just firing up bullet sponges, and it, it seems like they're going to be using the same kind of um, enemies throughout the game. They're going to be repetitive. I was I was very worried once we saw like that gelatinous cube. I'm like oh my god is every map just going to be me fighting these gelatinous cubes is it just going to be recycled enemies and it's just like fighting for the sake of fighting that wasn't the case every every world you visited had different enemies and there was different ways to approach the, the combat uh felt very final fantasy 7 like where you know you're 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 coordinating your team to do to do different things while you're you take control of star lord you know you're you're the main gun power but all of your other guardian castmates have other you know other things to do and you, you've got different ways to point them around so I mean, just overall, it was such a such a surprise, a pleasant surprise. The game was very, very good. the The story was, I thought, very, very interesting. I thought it was a good story, and then it it, it just it just checked everything off the list. Everything I want from a superhero superhero game, it, it it crushed it. I loved it. So, John, I, I was I was listening to our boys over at Kind of Funny, and one thing uh, Tim Gettys brought up is that 
he says this is as good of a game, if not better, than Spider-Man from Insomniac. Oh, interesting. And oh. one one reason, so Blessing immediately, as I did, goes into defense and goes, what? Uh, and then it, you, you let it simmer a little bit. Now, I'm not there. I think Spider-Man, whether you're talking about the original or Miles Morales, are far and away better games. However, Tim said this is a great Guardians game. And I'm like, okay. He's like, the Guardians aren't supposed to feel as fun as like slinging around as Spider-Man and how you... I'm like, okay, that, that's fair. I appreciate that commentary and the enthusiasm because I get excited about stuff like this. But right. uh, I'm not there. Uh, are, are you in the same mindset as me? I am, yeah. I, I just think that Spider-Man is just, you know, almost borderline perfect game. That, that game is just way too much same. fun. I... I'm thinking about it right now and I feel like I just got to quit and go play that. So uh, yeah. Anyway, I thought that was an interesting tidbit. I agree with a lot of what you said there when this game was announced. So I, I don't know what happened, but I think I, I just like blacked out to the rumors of this. This dropped at E3 this year and I, it caught me off guard. I was like, Holy crap. This me is, too. A, this is happening. Uh, I, I feel like I knew nothing about it. I heard nothing at all. And when they hit us with it, I was I was excited because I I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Love it. We talk about on MCU reviewed. Those two movies are at the top of our rankings or close to it, I should say. And I was worried that we'd get some novice gameplay here. I was really worried about how the interaction would go with your team. Like I, I, it didn't look good in the reveal to me that you're you're controlling your your teammates essentially. Because in my head, I'm like, okay, so if I'm not telling Gamora to do something, is she just standing there? Like, is she useless? I, I don't know. Happy to say that was not the case at all. Um, it's a really, I think it's well paced. There's good balance in the combat. I don't think the combat is groundbreaking by any means. But isn't that kind of a little bit the point? Like, Star Lord is not this amazing combatant. He's he's okay at what he does. And that's that's exactly what it felt like to me. And then I think about the characters and I was really worried about, like you said, <laughs> the did you say dollar store? Dollar bin? Dollar store. Yeah. yeah. Dollar, uh, dollar store. And I think about how just as much as I loved the cast of the the Avengers game and all those legendary, I mean you got Troy Baker, you got Nolan North, it's it's incredible. Laura Bailey. Uh like the event, that's it, hard. That would be like creating a, uh, almost like recreating a, a new hope in a video game and not having all of the original. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where I'm going with that. It's no, just, I understand. It's not, it's not right. So I thought we were going to get there, but I actually enjoyed these guardians uh, for what they were. And I, I early on in the game forgot at all about the MCU and this right. distance itself. Those me. comparisons were was, gone early on. Yes. That was a really hard thing to accomplish, I think. So I'm I'm really excited that Eidos Montreal did this. And it gave me hope after Avengers kind of flopped a little bit with the multiplayer stuff. Because they they did what the Avengers did best. And it was the single player content. And with this too, uh, I think it was actually the perfect length story for a single player game. You got your money's worth. You didn't feel like this was too short at eight or nine hours. This wasn't like a 25-hour game where you're like, just please end it. I don't care anymore. This was right in the sweet spot, probably about 15 hours, I want to say. Yeah, uh, Long, longer than I expected like, it to be, to be honest. Yeah, it was, you felt great. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so, too. It was longer than I expected. Um, I like the dialogue. I, I 
I'm always I've always loved the Telltale games. I think about that how or even Quantic Dream, right? It's all a lot of dialogue stuff. So I really enjoyed how that that worked out. Not sure how totally consequential it ended up being in the end, but it it was fun anyway. Um, and I thought the story was a good, as Tim Getty says, it's a good Guardians of the Galaxy story, having really not much other uh, context like you, other than the MCU Guardians that we've come to know and love over the last six, seven years in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So all in all, got to say, uh, really excited that they pulled this off. It gives me hope for the future, gives me uh, hope for future superhero games and Marvel games outside of the Insomniac, just legendary uh, entries that they've created in the Spider-Man game so far. And um, I had a lot of fun with it. So they, they did they did my Guardians justice. Right. Yeah, me too. Um, who, who do you think your favorite Guardian cast member was in this game? Who was your favorite? Maybe Dude, your least you favorite just, too. You, you took... This is so crazy how in sync we are. You took the words out of my mouth. Beautiful. Uh, this is why John and I are just, just you know, best buds here. Uh, okay. Favorite character, Gamora. Okay. Nice. I like Gamora a lot. Yeah, that's a good one. Really liked her. Um, can you, if you like take a step back, does it almost seem like she could have been like played in this game by Kobe Smulders? I'm not familiar. From uh, How I Met Your Mother? Or she's, oh my gosh. Maria, Maria Hill in the oh, MCU. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can, I I can get there for sure. There's some I mannerisms there. Her, like, take a look at her. She she looks and sounds like her to me under the, the makeup. Yeah. And then uh, least favorite. Hmm, man. I, I'm i going to say, oh gosh. You know, I, I think there was, I, I can get to liking any of these characters. Okay. If yeah, I have to pick, I, I would say, uh, Drax. Oh, okay. you know what? Hang on. Are are we including Mantis in this? <laughs> I wasn't, but feel feel okay. free to have that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna not include Mantis. At times, I was Mantis like, was okay. weird, right? Very weird. Yeah. Like, I got I got what they were going for uh, for sure. Like it was it was the MCU Mantis, but like a little weirder, a little more peppy, a little more aware of the situation, and a little more in control. But a lot more, a lot spacier. But some of her dialogue just felt so, so weird. It just didn't land for me. A lot of the kind of jokes they tried to make and, and stuff like that, it just didn't work for me. Mantis she was, was not odd. MCU Mantis awkward. Who is like just? It's like oh, it's adorable, right? Like right, she just no. or it's hysterical when her jokes don't land because they're really funny. Then in yeah. that awkward sense, um, I agree. This one I was just kind of like, eh. like I was just, I was excited when I saw her. Yeah, it was. She cool, shows yeah. up and I'm like. Mantis, yes. Yeah. I, was like, eh. I don't know. Could it's it's fine. Yeah. But uh, I would I would say I would say Drax, even though I I could find redeeming qualities in in any of these characters. So I, I almost said someone else, but I'm gonna let you talk because I I think we might be on the same page. Okay. Uh. Well. So my oddly enough, my favorite I think is Drax. I I really really liked this Drax. I don't know what it was. I thought that like he did everything that the the Dave Batista Drax did, but kind of almost better. I just thought his delivery. Or I didn't actually never looked up who the voice actor was. I I really really enjoyed this this portrayal of Drax. I thought like all of his di- it was probably more to the writing. I mean the 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 performance was great too. But like all of Drax's uh, interactions and all of his like random little quips on the battlefield just seemed like they always hit at the right time for me. Like man, this Drax is really is really doing it for me he did have some one-liners that i laughed out loud yeah. um about i'll say but like i said i i didn't really dislike him at all i just like he was my the one i least got behind so that's so, funny that you say that i i actually did kind of dislike dislike rocket and i will say rocket is my least favorite and that's not to and that's not about the performance and it's not about 
um, me getting behind this version of Rocket because that all worked. I, I I was sold at on this character like this. That was you know that this Rocket felt unique and like I was I you know I was behind that. He was like for the first two thirds of the game, he was just so annoying with how much he whined and was just so just so angry about every decision that was made. And and you know there's a there's a story beat where him and Groot kind of take off and they they pout and they quit the Guardians for a second. It's like a very very minor story beat. Um, but just like that kind of vibe, he, he was just so whiny for, throughout the whole game. I'm like man, Rocket, just shut up, man. I'm just kind of sick of this. But so I would, I I would say Rocket was my least favorite for sure. You're like shut the flark up. Rocket. Yeah, right. Well, there's a lot of flarks in this game. A lot of flarks. That was a little much. Like I yeah. know, I know what they were going for, but I was just like, oh my gosh, please, yeah, just please stop it. Uh, yeah, I, I I can get there with Rocket. I I see what you're saying. Right. How uh, how do you feel about Star Lord? Hmm. As a, as a character, there's a lot to unpack there. I think I love Star Lord. I, I think that um, we really got more of a personal Star Lord story out of this than we kind of did through the, throughout the MCU. I think, even though even though Guardians Two was obviously uh, a pretty big focus on you know Peter's relationship with his father, that was a new relationship. That wasn't like you know into his past. That wasn't kind of like a character study. Yeah. That was a new development. Um, the flashbacks we get in this game and kind of the way it starts off with Peter and his mom. Um, I don't know. I just that really worked for me. I thought that I thought that this Peter was uh, really emotional and was a great leader, and I kind of liked the way he gave his pep talks. And I, th- I, th- I thought Peter was great. I liked him more as the game went on. Definitely enjoyed um, the the opening sequence. The any of the flashbacks were great. That was really sweet with his mom. Um, I I in that first sequence, I I seriously looked at every single item in the room. I spent like, a lot of time I, in there. I, I was like, I, I feel like this is a trophy or something. I better look at every single thing here. And even even, uh, even the second I, time you go back, I was like, all right, did something change? Am I back here for a reason? What's different? I, well, I, mean, I don't remember. Like, I was just, I spent more time in there the second time just to see, like, what changed. 100%. It, uh, any time I had the opportunity to explore either his room or uh, a room in that house, I, I did so. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, like, I should take a little bit to um, his his leadership. Like I, I, I did enjoy that as the game went on, even, uh, <laughs> uh, we got to talk about the, the huddles there. Oh, so yeah. he, uh, I guess, uh, I, I, do you feel like the, the dialogue decisions had real consequences at all? Uh, so threat not, you're not talking just about the huddle. You mean just in general? Just in general, just the ones yeah. like when you're when you're walking around, you had to kind of pick a side or whatever. Um, no, I, I don't think they did, but I didn't think that they they were trying to give us the impression that they did. Or you know, I thought it was just kind of they did a good job of making you feel like part of the team and like making you feel engaged in those conversations. Like so many times, you're walking, you know, from you know the, the one big battle to the next, and you're kind of just you know enjoying the scenery, and your characters are just talking amongst themselves. Um, th- this like really puts you in the driver's seat and lets you kind of you know have some agency in that conversation. And I never felt like they, they wanted me to think that I was, you know, branching the story in different ways. I just thought they wanted me to feel, you know, like I was the one driving the conversation. And that kind of worked for me. There was, there were times where it would be like Gamora, it'll show the top, right. You know, right. She's screen. mad about this or Gamora whatever. Was, yeah. Or she's happy that you defended her. And there, like, there's no character meters. There's no morality meters. There's no, Oh, you pissed off Gamora. So she's not fighting as good. Like, Right. I, yeah. I don't know. So I, 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 I guess I need it to mean anything, but I, I wonder what that would have looked like. 
Right. You almost wonder if it's like a half finished system where it's like, you know, why, why are they showing me that, you know, that had some kind of a effect or you're, you're writing that out that it had some kind of effect, but, you know, it didn't actually affect gameplay or story at all. Um, I, I, honestly, I kind of just t- tuned those out because I realized what they were going for at first. I'm like, oh, you know, none, none of this matters. They just want me to kind of drive the conversation. So uh, we're, we're going to kind of keep this spoiler free here. Towards the end, were, were you fooled at all? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I sent you. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to go too far into it. But yes, um, we, we both did the same thing. And we, we, we both have documentation of us being fooled. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you finished the game first. You sent me the, the credit screenshot. I wanted to, to at least match that when I beat it a few days later. I'm like, all right, I want to send John what he sent me. I. The only reason I didn't know this or did know this is because I was looking to see how many chapters there were at some point online. And I, I know I was, what number I had just finished. And I was like, I, this, Yeah, it was, it was, it was <laughs> in the back of my head, too. No, I, I knew that, too. Yeah, I'm like, all right, well, that was chapter 15, and there's a trophy for f- beating chapter 16. I'm like, does it just pop after, like, the, you know? Is it just, like, the, yeah. is the is the last cinematic chapter 16? That's kind of what I, like, told myself. So I was, you know, wasn't spoiled with the, the little yeah. thing there. But it was, yeah, it was fun. That's fair. I think I thought that maybe there was a, a post-credits thing yeah and i was like hey cool. maybe you can play it out maybe it's something stupid that just finishes up really quick like you gotta make a decision or yeah you gotta i don't know something like when they in the avengers when they go to eat shawarma maybe it's something stupid like that right. that i really love um but it is not that so no. in, enjoy the game we'll keep it spoiler free here uh, uh the huddles oh yeah the huddles i, uh, I you saw uh, yeah, useless. I mean, I just never use them. I get so I, there. There is a there's a, there's an objective use for them, right? So if you if you use all of your characters like special abilities and they're depleted, if you huddle back up, they all come back right away. So like I did that once or twice where I'm like, okay, I really want to get through this fight. I could really go for these people specials to be back. So I just did a huddle real quick. And I'm like, you know what? The 30 seconds this took me, I could have just probably kept fighting and gotten them back naturally, anyways. Um, but they keep so. replenishing a lot faster too. And the music is. Duration. They do exactly, and the music is playing, which is fun. I just never felt like it was worth it, just because it kind of did take. It just took you out of the action and took a little, took a little while. And I never thought any of the, any of the the branching conversations or any of the quips or anything like that were were funny or interesting. That you know, I just just didn't didn't work for me. I failed one huddle. Me too. Uh, I failed uh, one too. I couldn't believe it. I was like, damn it! Uh, but I every chance I got right away. As soon as that meter filled up, I did a huddle. I don't know. I enjoyed them. It is probably because I really like the soundtrack. Um, That's who fair. doesn't love Awesome Mix, right? Like James Gunn's mastermind behind that. This needed to not be that, but be its own thing. And it was. Right. And everyone knows, everyone knows, gosh, I'm this, this ridiculous Rick Astley fan. So we're never going to give you up as an option for one of those. Or it's not an option. Uh, it's randomly assigned to right. when you, you finish the huddle. But I I recorded it as a clip on my PlayStation. I'm like, I need to make this my featured clip. It's so much fun. And I've never been more in love with anything than to see the Guardians and Rick Astley basically team up on yeah. uh, on the battlefield there. So I was excited about that. I'll say that. I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if 90% of the game, I had my team up ready to go. I just never used it. I could just use it whenever wow. I want. It was just always just kind of sitting yeah. there. Yeah. That's funny. So who's... Uh, of all the powers you can upgrade to, did did you get through most of that upgrade tree? I got everybody. Yeah, I got all the powers and all for everybody. Same. How? Uh, who's did you like best, or like what was your go to for being mm. most effective? 
So I would I, honestly, I I couldn't tell you what any of the, like the buttons actually mapped to. I didn't remember what any of those moves did. I was just like hoping. Oh, I'm pretty sure Gamora's triangle is a does damage. I know all of Drax's do damage. I forget which one does the most. Hopefully this is right because like when you when you go into that wheel, so they, this is kind of like you know, where the combat wasn't so smooth and you know wasn't wasn't the best combat in the world, right? When you go into that wheel, time doesn't fully stop, and there's a lot of information. There are there are th- um, four other guardians to to choose from, and they all have four other moves and. So you get some of those pretty late in the game, so it's not like you remember what those are. At least I didn't. Every time I was in that wheel, I was kind of just hoping and praying that like the one that I was selecting was going to do damage like I wanted it to. Um, I thought rockets were always fun. I think rocket was cool because um, his, he obviously uses explosives and he knocks a lot of the a lot of the characters down, so that's always good. Um, but honestly, no real standout other than that. It was just kind of just kind of just button mashy and like I gotta find my way into this menu just so I can do more damage. I feel like uh, Rockets was the best if you were fighting a, a crowd, like meaning everyone was too huddled close together right. because the grenade just would mess up, you know, a handful of people. Groot was good uh, for that Gamora's- too. The the vine that threw everybody up. That's like actually all I kind of used Groot for was just like throw everybody up in the air. That that was uh, very similar to the the grenade, but didn't really do damage though. So I don't recall what they call the powers, but everyone has like a, a predominant one, right? Like their like, biggest one. As- as time goes on, it unlocks in the game when you reach a certain point. Uh, Groot's is later in the game, but it was really awesome because when you hit it, everyone's superpower, so to speak, would replenish. Uh, so I never use that because if you don't use it and you die in combat, you respawn. Groot brings you back to life. So as long as Groot still has that meter full, yeah. if you die, he will resurrect you. So I always save that. And it helped me a few times, actually. That's true. I, I, it happened to me once where... Uh, I just didn't realize it was there. So I, it, it actually benefited me because I didn't use it and it, right. it brought me back. Um, that's another thing. Like, did you find that you died a lot in this game? No, it wasn't too difficult. Not really. No, I mean, I, f- I felt that the, some of the, some of like the, um, the traversal um, and platforming, I guess you could say, was a little cumbersome and I was falling off the map quite a bit, like in random spots. But, you know, they didn't punish you too bad for that. You instantly respawn and you just lose a little bit of health, which just felt like health never really mattered in this game. Like, I was always kind of just good to go. That is a really nice thing. Um, anytime I would, you know, fall in combat or miss a ledge, it was really good that they would not make you waste 10 minutes of load time oh my to, god to get back to that jedi time. fall in order when you would fall oh my god the load Dude, times in that I, game i'm having a horrible problem with kana bridge of spirits right now if so there, there it's not a boss fight that i'm in but it's as close to a boss fight as as it can be there's two like stronger characters that you're fighting before you get to these stronger characters you basically long story short you got to use your magical powers to go to um to set the rocks up as bridges on two sides and you get to them, you destroy what you got to destroy. You come back, use your magic again and destroy that. And that's what triggers the fight. When you die, you have to do it all over again. And I died so many times. I was getting so angry. Like they've got to figure that out in the next game. If they do that, but guardians did the opposite of that. Right. They, They made it easy they didn't punish you, and I'm, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the story. I'm here for the fun. I'm here for the Marvel characters. Um, I'm not trying to play <laughs> Dark Souls. A challenging game. <laughs> right. Yeah, did I, you, I, I don't want to go there. Did you? Uh, were you trying to hunt for all the different suits? Did you get them all, or did you get close, or anything like that? Not close at all. I want to say at best, I probably got a third of everybody's total. Okay, but so I was I looking. 
Okay. I did terrible. So, I don't know if you encountered this, but there was a basically trophy, almost game-breaking bug if you consider a platinum trophy game-breaking, where there was this one costume hidden up on this. You had to kind of jump up a few things, and you had to, you know how you shimmy, shimmy across a ledge in that game, and it's just an animation? You can't go backwards. If you're shimmying across a ledge, you can't decide to go back the other way. You have to wait for the animation to play out to go all the way across that ledge. So in this specific instance, all that was over there was like this little this little um, platform where this the suit was this little chest. Once you finish shimmying, once you move, it just triggers the animation to go back, and you're you're just stuck in this loop. And there's like so many YouTube videos about it, so many forums. Oh. And people like you just have to you know hold up and press you know press A or X or do your best once you get over there. I was stuck there for like at least fifteen minutes. There's two ways around it that you can you can figure it out. You can actually jump over the gap to the left, but if you fall, you fall to your death and you respawn all the way at the bottom. It was it was a, it was a, an annoying bug, super frustrating because the animation to get across the shimmy was like sounds dumb but it was like five seconds long and you're just sitting there for five seconds like knowing you're about to fail again because this thing this is like the 15th time you've tried and like you're seeing no way at the end of the freaking tunnel flarking tunnel sorry (laughs) what uh what a frustrating thing so i i bought um about the game for ps5 you played it on ps5 uh instead of my series x because i was thinking yeah i want the trophies i may want to go for the platinum when i get this got uh, my Avengers on on PlayStation. I've got all my superhero games there, so I kind of want to keep it that way. Um, you and I had a, a quick discussion on the how items carry over, and it doesn't do a, a good job from a chapter select standpoint oh, yeah, in terms absolutely. of counting stuff towards your trophies that you missed during the main line. So if, if you miss anything throughout the main story, uh, you can go back and it will carry into New Game Plus, but you have to go through the entire story again. Alternatively, uh, that you can chapter select, but nothing counts there uh, in terms Wait, of what you collect. It, oh, I didn't know I'll that. Say I should correct myself. It does count, but let's say you need something in chapter eight and you need something in chapter 10. You go to play chapter eight and you get your thing. When you get out of that, it's like it never happened. Oh. It does not carry. It does not save. O- what, only what saves is your new game plus progress. So, that is a game breaker for me in terms of going for the platinum because I, I'm just not going to do it right now until next year when I decide if I decide I want to go through the game again I'm going to have a guide to help me so I don't yeah. miss anything or maybe they release an update at some point that says no it's okay your chapter select will carry over what you save I mean even beyond that the the chapter select for me wasn't enough because it literally just brings you to the beginning of a chapter and those chapters can be like four hours long I mean the thing you could oh, the thing. Yeah. The thing you want could be at the end of the chapter. So there's not like there it's not like there's bookmarks in these chapters where you can hop around. Like The Last of Us Part Two has a nice system like that. Um, I just did the the newest um, Life is Strange game, and man, they are, they really segment that stuff up so you can just hop back in and get the thing you missed. Like this game that does a terrible job at that. I wanted to ask you that on Life is Strange. Um, were, so you were able to kind of pick and choose if you missed secrets or things for the the trophy. Dude, it took platinum. me it took me 25 minutes to go and get the platinum after I beat the game. It, you, yeah, oh. it, it's super. It's it's a it's a no brainer platinum. If you play the game, you don't get the platinum. It, yeah, you, you you definitely need to. It's easy, super easy. That is the only game that I want to pick up for Black Friday. By the way, thirty five bucks at Target. Uh, is it? And, you got, you yeah. got to get that game. You you. I need to talk to you about that. That that needs to be one of our, one of our discussions coming up soon. So I will get that game. I will play that. Um, and we'll we'll come back to it. We'll have a full sure. discussion on it for a busy six. Yeah, I, I'm excited uh, just based on hearing how much you liked it. So, 
Guardians, um, I oh, maybe last thought here for me. What did you think about like having to tell someone to do something? Like Groot, I need a bridge, oh. or Gamora, can you got to jump up there? I liked it. Okay, I, thought right? it I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was cool that they learned to just take the initiative throughout the game. Did, they, did you notice that that they would just start doing yeah, stuff on their own? Like that was cool. The last third of the game, I feel like. I, I wish that they they harped on that a little more and made that kind of like a, a story beat. Like, oh my god, like we're we're a real team now. You're just doing stuff without being asked. You're you're more into it. There was like a one off quip that he he's mentioned to Groot. I think was like, oh, thanks for just doing that or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But no, overall, I thought that I, I didn't mind that puzzle that puzzle type stuff where it's like, okay, I got to use Drax to break this or pick up this rock to go there and Gamora climbs up there for me. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I thought there, I thought it was fine. Like there, there was a good clean system. Nothing was too crazy. There were one or two moments that I was stuck on maybe around halfway through the game. Uh, so, I don't know honestly if it was me or if something just didn't trigger right. I want to say something didn't trigger right. I saved, got out of it, came back in. Um, but for the most part, it, it was fine. You know, for, for me, it was always like the, the, the situations where you're introducing a way for me to progress for the first time and I am like 13 hours into this game. So I'm like sitting there, I just finished clearing out these bosses or these guys or whatever and I'm like looking for a way to escape. Like, all right, how do I, who throws me somewhere? What do I do? How do I get out of here? And all I had to do is walk up to this wall and press triangle to push a barrier across, you know. I'm like, we've never done that. We haven't done that throughout this entire game. That has not been a mechanic where I just walk up to something and press triangle and me and Drax push it out of the way. Why would I be looking for that if we've never done that 13 hours in? That happened to me like once. I'm, that that probably took me 15, 20 minutes to try to figure out what to do, and it was just something stupid like that. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, could have been a little bit cleaner for sure, but yeah. overall, nothing that took away my my overall enjoyment of the game. Even enjoyed right. the the little bit of downtime uh, back on the ship, going through the rooms, going through the conversations, or the items you found, yeah, being able to change the the tape player. I uh, really enjoyed it. I thought it. it this was a really good representation of Guardians of the Galaxy. And now I've got two different Guardians iterations that I enjoy. So right. I would I would love a sequel for this. I would I would love another story with these characters. This could be something that you know they keep they keep pumping out because they, they got something here for sure. Yeah, and I, I feel so like one thing that was on my mind, we saw a lot of Guardians characters and side characters from lore that I, I've heard of or characters that we hear are gonna be introduced in the MCU in Guardians 3. One character we we did not hear about well you know what i can't talk about them it's spoilery fair enough I just yeah. caught myself yeah good job. uh we'll talk about it off air anyway uh any any thoughts that i missed or that you wanted to talk about in terms of guardians of the galaxy here as we wrap things up no i think we we did a pretty uh we did it justice that, that was a fun game and it certainly wasn't perfect uh the story was a lot of fun combat was it was there it wasn't you know it wasn't it wasn't the reason i'm playing the game but it certainly wasn't um taking me away from it either so yeah i mean it just it, they executed well it was a fun guardians game more single player games like this please keep right. them coming Great job, Eidos Montreal. Looking forward to whatever you put out next. Hopefully that is another Guardians game in the form of a sequel. Uh, but let that be a lesson to uh, Crystal Dynamics there, or uh, probably more so Square Enix. But it is what it is. Right. Uh, Busy Six, episode one here for the week of November 15th, is about to wrap up. We're really excited that you came along for this journey, whether you were listening wherever you download podcasts whether you watch the episode at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse or you check this out at thegeekiverse.com. Be sure to check us out across all social media as well as at patreon.com slash thegeekiverse if you are able to donate to our cause if you enjoy the show. Again, word of mouth goes really far for us. So if you wouldn't mind posting across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it, 
uh, sending the link to a friend via text or even email. We'd appreciate anything. We we uh, we we want to talk video games and we want you to go along for the ride. Email John. <laughs> e- email. We don't care. You know what? We don't only, care. Only email. That's what. I, that, that's my, That's your homework. Email somebody about this podcast. Email somebody about busy. John, sticks. it just it just takes one. That's it. Somebody so, please tweet me proof that you that you emailed somebody about this podcast, please. I want you to do it. And I want it to be a really good email address from a domain such as an AOL.com as a bonus. Yeah. You know what? So, if, you, if, you, if you share with us an email, I, we will read it on the air next week because that would be great. <laughs> we promise. <laughs> um, we've got a really good event coming up. We're only a few weeks out and it is happening December 4th. We're live streaming. John, hit me with the details. 12 hours. We're live streaming. It's Geeks Give Back Year 2. Uh, so it's like you said, it's a 12-hour live stream. We're playing games. We're, 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 having, we're having some chats. We're talking to some special guests, and we are doing it all in the name of charity. Uh, we're going to be raising money all day for Make-A-Wish. So we'll have a, a donation link up there. We'll be talking about it. We're going to have some challenges. Maybe you know, maybe a certain dollar amount gets Josiah's beard shaved off. Maybe <laughs> uh, maybe somebody eats some some one-chip challenges. Who knows? So we're, we're going to be setting up all sorts of different goals and, and playing all sorts of games and having fun and you know raising money for, for Make-A-Wish. We did a great job last year. We raised almost $3,000. Um, so we're hoping to to up the ante this year and, and do even better. We are definitely looking to up the ante. We appreciate you, especially if you joined us last year. As I've been telling everyone, last year we almost raised three thousand dollars on a whim. Yeah, we put that together in like, like like six days. We were just like, you know what? Let's let's just like stream and do it. You know, let's do some podcasts and play Among Us, and we'll, we'll just throw a PayPal link up there and let's see if we can make some money for charity. And man, it worked. And now we're. We've got some more time with this one, so hopefully, hopefully the, the results show. We've had a solid year to think about this one. And uh, like John said, we've got some special guests, especially in the Western New York area, that you will be thrilled to, to see playing video games, to be talking about Marvel, Star Wars, you name it. Got a lot of uh, good stuff going on. I can't wait to play Coach Co-op Overcooked. I'm going to tell you right now, I've been, I've been talking about that for years. And now is the time. Now is my time to shine. We're going to get in the kitchen We're going to fail miserably, and it's going to be hilarious, all in the name of money towards Make-A-Wish Foundation, Western New York. So uh, on on social media, you can find us everywhere. John, where can we find you? Awesome. At Disruptoid, just about everywhere. At Disruptoid. I am at Josiah DeLaRoy. Again, thank you so much for visiting this episode of Busy Sticks. We'll be back next week. And I just got to say, I'm really grateful to be talking about video games here. Again, here with John, and you know, it just it gives me something even more to look forward to. I think on a week to week basis for what we can do here with the Geekiverse and what we can do with you, the listener or the viewer at home. So again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to my co-host John. I'm Josiah. We'll catch you all soon. Keep playing video games, having fun.